and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Cobra Kai. It is the first Disney Channel movie that Netflix has come out with as a series. It's so bad. <laughs> it was so stupid. I don't understand. I guess, like, they just, the people that, the two main characters from Karate Kid, who are... Marty, Scott Bakula. <laughs> nope, keeping Marty, it cut in. Cut this out. Marty, cut this out. Don't get mm-hmm. this in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Macchio, of course. Yes. And William Zabka. Mm-hmm. And Martin Love. Martin Love's in season two, which, oh my god. Season one's pretty bad. Season two, very, like, hard to watch bad. Season one, it was kind of like, I was pretty stoked on season one, because I was like, this is just, it's, it was, I've, I tweeted this. It's like, if the Power Rangers was a soap opera, it's so funny, and like, so out there and just ridiculous the plot i'm really bad at explaining plots as we all know on this podcast i'm the worst at it because i skim over it and then i just jump right to the end i skim to the parts that i like you you describe yeah you describe one uh scene in meticulous detail and then over like the remaining 90 minutes 20 minutes on the first two minutes of the movie and then we're at the climax right that's because that's that's how it should be watched i should be editing all of these because i know what the good parts are you've got you got your boy William Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence, who was the he was like the villain esque the enemy. He was he was Ralph Macchio's enemy in Karate Kid One. He was a member of the organization called Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Cobra Kai is goofy too because like it doesn't show the um like the logo and like the show title until the very end. There's no like intros to skip over. Netflix finally figured out that people don't like intros. So there's no intros in this show. It gets to like the cliffhanger part of the show and then it fades to black and then Cobra Kai like emerges from the black on like this metal logo. It's very funny. Wasn't it uh, YouTube first? Wasn't it a YouTube series? Was it? Yeah, I think Netflix bought it. That's why it's... Then Netflix ruined it because (laughs) (laughs) it was so... The first season I honestly enjoyed, even though I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it, I just like, it was just a fun, like, this is goofy, it's weird, it was very uh, captivating, I would say, like, you got this shithead, William Zapka playing Johnny Lawrence, who apparently William Zapka in real life is a very nice guy, but on the show he's just like, don't be a pussy, like, he still kind of falls into these Cobra Kai-esque, like, tra- uh, traits of... I will show no mercy, but like over the, as the show goes on, it's about being an alpha, bro. Yeah. It's about being alpha and like not allowing women into your dojo as karate students, but allowing them into your dojo if you're trying to, you know, but, uh, I don't know your dojo down below Joe basically reopens Cobra Kai because he gets fired from his job because this rich what his job was before was he he was a contractor and he would go and install tvs on walls i guess and like clean gutters and stuff and this rich lady was like i want you to put this tv on the wall across from the door so he puts it on the wall across from the door and then the rich lady walks back in and she's like 
You idiot! Why would anyone put a TV there? I told you to put it on the wall across from the door. There's two doors in this room, guys. So, I think I'm kind of on... I'm on Johnny Lawrence's side on this one. He did everything right. <laughs> Why didn't he see that second door? Was it behind a wall? I don't understand. Yeah, not getting clarification. for Kind of a big mistake. But... He, where he is down fell with this contracting job. This is all episode one, by the way. He says to the lady, stop bitching at me. And she was like, did you just call me a bitch? Which, not a word I use very frequently. What terrible writing. I didn't use it as a noun at you. I used it as a verb at you. It's (laughs) way different. Yes. So he gets fired. Well, like, I mean, it's... I don't even know who he was working for. He could have just been working independently, honestly. So he gets fired. There's this really annoying kid that moved in in the apartment across from him named... Uh, well, now I got to look up. Why did I look up Karate Kid? <laughs> whoa, whoa, What's wait, his name I in the show? Pause for a second. <laughs> yeah. The Karate Kid is not played by Scott Bakula. No, it's no, Ralph it's Macchio. played by Ralph Macchio, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, Who the fuck is Scott Bakula? He's the guy from Quantum Leap. <laughs> There's so many Cobra Kai YouTube videos that are just like top five worst Cobra Kai characters, top five best Cobra Kai characters. Why do, why do people care so much? I, this show. Are you looking at, in, what is it, like Indie Mojo or whatever the fuck? No, it's this is any day view. Ranker.com. So, good job. Yeah, pretty much the Ranker.com of YouTube. <laughs> we are counting down the top five worst Cobra Kai characters. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, you gotta skip to the end. Just give me a second. He opens up Cobra Kai. It throws Ralph Macchio (laughs) way off his fucking game. Ralph Macchio is this very funny car salesman who's like, I kick the competition. Like, he just, he's, he's skated by the rest of his life based on the one kick from the end of the Karate Kid movie. And it flashes back to that scene like 40 times throughout the series. It's amazing every time. So, Ralph Macchio... He's like, oh, this guy, Johnny Lawrence, Cobra Kai is no good. We got to get him out of this town. He just kind of like starts committing himself to like getting rid of Cobra Kai. And there's really no point of him doing that because there's no like just basically all the characters. There's like 40 different characters, especially season two. There's way too many fucking characters, dude. And they're all interwining with each other and interweaving with each other. It's so bad. It's like, I don't need this many characters. This is stupid. But my favorite part of the whole show is when uh, Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio's wife in the show, is like, hey, I want the old Daniel LaRusso back. The one that's, you know, you're getting, you're definitely, we're not on the same frequency here, honey. And then later that evening, she sees him, like, getting his karate dojo cleaned up that he has in his fucking mansion of a house. And he's cleaning it up, and she, like, puts her head against the wall and like smiles and i'm like how is this good for you this is bad like you should be upset with him about this yeah he's like i didn't understand and then like season two like proved that i was absolutely correct because she's just like i'm sick of this karate shit daniel (laughs) she gets so upset with him and yeah but basically season one's really good you should watch it don't watch season two wait for season three Verdict's out on that one. That's that's coming out sometime. It only took us 52 episodes, but we've finally done it. We have become 
a podcast. That rant was the most podcasty podcast thing we've ever done on the show. It's kind of an epic rant, if you ask me. That's true. Kelly's Kelly's best rant is the is still the Brink one. That's a good ten minutes. That one was it's a good ten minutes. It's a ten minute rant that describes the first ten minutes of the movie, Correct. and then a one minute rant that describes the last sixty. <laughs> Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs, a the podcast. Podcast. Oh. About dumb shit. Hey, there we go. Our very special year-end celebration. We've completed our first year of the podcast, and because of that, we are reviewing the movie Year One. A 2009 adventure comedy about two hunter-gatherers during the literal first year. These hunter-gatherers are played by Michael Sarah and Jack Plack. One's a hunter, one's a gatherer. Which they make very clear in the movie. Not to be pedantic, (laughs) but... They travel to uh, Sodom after being kicked out of their uh, tribe, I guess, and encounter many biblical figures along the way. This is a parody of the Bible? Cavemen? Both. They happened at the same time, you see. That's true. Yes. It's a spoof of the Bible. I don't think it's a parody of it. It's just spoofs <laughs> off the Bible. It's a sure. tangential spoof. It's literally the the baseball scene from Ridiculous Six drawn out over an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> but about the Bible, yeah. Gentlemen. Hey. What were your thoughts on our 52nd episode, our year-end celebration film, a Kelly pick? I want to <laughs> This wanna is actually a pick. This is a Kelly pick. Here's the thing. I'm a planner, guys. I just love, you know, itineraries. And I just thought it would be a fun little treat for us to watch year one at the end of our first year. I mean, am I wrong? Kelly, I'm not even... we all have a good time watching this film? A fantastic idea. A great choice for the year-end anniversary special. A great choice, Kelly. What were your thoughts on year one, gentlemen? Um, I can go first. Scott, you go first. It was fine. <laughs> it was mostly <laughs> bad. Uh, uh, I'd like to chime in and just piggyback off what Scott said, and I think it was also pretty fine. <laughs> I would like to ch- chime in and piggyback off of what Scott said and what Kelly said and say that I thought this movie was fucking terrible and easily one bad. of the worst ones we've done. As the foundation of this pyramid, I would like to no longer... I would no, <laughs> I would like to block you from piggybacking. Oh, no. And sort of I'm do it okay. like a twist, and yeah, you Here's- fall to the ground, and then I stand up and say, "Listen, guys, I'm a Jack Black apologist." Okay, you are, you but are. I thought about that when we were when I was watching this. That's why I I so wanted to like uh, you know give this movie like a a uh, benefit of the doubt, but like yeah, it's it ranges between like meh to to downright bad and and kind of like i don't know dips a toe into problematic on a scale of uh envy to school of rock <laughs> it's like right above envy for me i don't know if you guys have seen envy Mm-mm. that movie is trash <laughs> that movie yeah that was, is a, so I, was bad. I remember that when it came out it was a big bomb that was like him and luke wilson or something him and stiller isn't it isn't it him and stiller is it stiller that's crazy the thing is there's some stiller. of these some of these movies where you have these people like at their peak. So this mm-hmm. is my qualm with the movie. It's like you got Michael Sarah and Jack Black like pretty much at their peak, dude. Like this is right after Juno came Correct. out. If I, I remember think this correctly. is I think I think uh Jack Black is on like a downward trajectory at this point. 
This is this is Kung Fu Panda era Jack Black. But that was a huge hit, and he's great in that. And movie. yeah, y- y- and he's great. <laughs> yeah, and he's great in that movie. <laughs> he looks exactly like a panda. It's amazing. It's, it's You're great. right. Kung I don't Fu know Panda pinnacle his of his career. You're right, Marty. <laughs> because it made a bunch of money. You're totally right. Maybe maybe he's on the downward, but I do think that he's still like. I mean, he's still highly paid A-list actor, S-list actor at this point. He still makes just millions for just being in shit. Like, he's in Jumanji, dude. We're we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about, like, the quality of his career is on a downward trajectory. Yeah, I'm not saying he was... Of course he's making money. Yeah, you're right. I think there's almost a correlation between how much money he's (laughs) making on his movies and uh, the quality of them. Weird, huh? Uh, I want to talk about where Jack Black peaked. Where did he peak? (laughs) School of Rock. Did he peak at... uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, School of Rock. But what it's, was it's where the two sort of like parabolas like intersect. Orange County, where it's like tenacious D. Good, yeah, yeah. All of that came to a head with that movie. That movie is the perfect use of his of his comedy and Oofra. acting styles. Like it's perfect for him. It's the right vehicle for his style. He was in um, what's the Jason Alexander fat uh shame? Shallow Hell. Uh, yes, Shallow, shallow Hell. hell. Yes. He was he was like That's the side that character time. in that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean like it's just it's weird cuz this I feel like the cast is pretty well-rounded in this movie as far as like not as far as characters go, but as far as actors go and comedians go. You got Paul Rudd and then David, David Cross. Cross and of course David Cross plays Kane? Yes. Kane's the one that survives? Yes. And Paul Rudd does not survive as Abel. To have more lives. The famous brothers, Cain and Abel. Is okay. I want to know how famous was Paul Rudd at this point? Because maybe they very. were like, oh, very, very. Okay, this is like make sure. uh, just before this is forty. He had already done. I don't know Knocked what is up. he. Yeah, there you go. I mean, if okay. you, that was, what's that was a the big Rudd? What's like the main like Rudd vehicle? I don't. No. Uh, I love you, man. Is the main? Yeah, one. sure. Probably. That's yeah. A, that's before that's, this. That's peak Rudd. Yeah, unless you're counting. MCU, which who counts MCU Rudd? Rudd is just a cameo though in this movie. Yet my issue isn't like I think Jack Black actually isn't the issue with this movie at all. Like I think he's no. doing he's doing his thing and he's fine. Michael Sarah the is writing legit. is bad or whoever's yeah. directing it and letting them go off script so much. Something something was not clicking. That's on all. paper. This movie should be great. Like just because no, yeah, that's like no. Or, or, no, I think <laughs> I so. It's ever I remember be a good seeing movie. the trailers and getting like excited about it because I was like, "That looks like a funny concept." No. And then it just like was not. It just turned out really bad. Here's my big take. I think doing a spoof parody of this era of humanity and the Bible is impossible because all of this shit has been made fun of to death because we're literally making fun of the beginning of human existence yeah us I just, us doing this movie before we watched Life of Brian is a little <laughs> bit like doing uh, the Feebles before we did the Muppets and the tent I love I think I recall oh, I have no. fond memories of the tent oh no these are some what? stinkers we're talking about guys the tent the tent's fine Wait, Life it's of like Brian a sketch movie bad? Life of Brian's fine I think Life of Brian is the Monty Python movie that I haven't seen that I imagine I will like the it's most. It's the best of one the of those, yeah. Python it's movies. the best one. And then the 10 is a David Wayne, uh, not Stella, but the, oh shit, what's the crew? 
state the state the state crew yeah yeah that's like their movie after they did the state and i have fond memories of that one i sorry we'll put it on the list i just think uh there's not a lot of there wasn't a lot of thought put into this movie is my biggest problem with it. And and I yeah, think but we're talking about well, the that's 10 what right I'm now, saying. Marty. That's why I'm saying like uh like uh fucking making fun of the like it's like the, what am I trying to say? J- the joke of taking something like a fundamentalist uh perspective on the Bible and being like okay, if this really happened like wouldn't it be kind of like weird and awkward and funny is like obviously there are like examples of it being done well and examples of it being done shittily. That's yes. so I but but obviously there's like good stuff to mine from that and then it's like all the fucking like actors in this have been or like like comedians have been really good in other stuff so i think it is like where the where it falls short is like the the writing and the directing and it just feels like everybody's kind of going through the motions and is kind of lifeless behind the eyes while they're doing it because, like, Sarah is, like, sleeping in this movie. Like, he is, this is the worst performance I've ever seen from oh, him. Oh, yeah. And he's and usually fine. Is, he's, like... He's I very hate, bad in this. He's, like, uh, doing the Michael Sarah motions in this movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's he's, what like, was, trying to get a girl's and attention. And Jet Black, too, is just, like, he's yelling, he's, <laughs> he's right. dancing But at least around. he's more yeah. exciting, so it works in the movie a little bit. Like, it at least keeps the movie, like, somewhat engaging because he's such a high-energy person. Whereas, like, Michael Sarah yeah. being, like, low-energy and then also not trying is just, like what is going on in this movie well the story structure too i think that's there for me at least i mean i'm not i'm not a good christian boy marty i don't care if someone disagree that's what i was gonna say like what are like the acts of this movie or like i just didn't i didn't like really care about the characters or like what happens to them or like it's very lazy they just get to one city that's it it's so lazy but what I'm trying to say is that they could have made it. it should have been like three or four cities. This is the most serious we've ever fucking know, been on this podcast, by the Kelly, way. Go, go I'm ahead, usually Kelly. trying to derail this. I, I don't know why I'm like trying to die on the year one hill because I don't. This is a bad movie. Like, it's just bad. I'm just trying to defend that. I think it could have worked if they had. They could have kept like the same concept, but just fixed the whole. They would have had to rewrite the whole script. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the concept is the problem. I think there's like. It's the writing. And the directing is garbage in this film. I think the concept is the problem if you don't include Jesus. I think that's the thing that actually hurts this movie. Because it's such a big, like, why would you ignore the biggest part of this thing you're making fun of? And, like, that's what Life of Brian... And Life of Brian does it really tastefully, actually. Where they're, like, sort of making fun of it, but they're not. They're making fun of the zealotry around that. And this movie could have done something like that. And they didn't have to, obviously. But they just chose not to do anything clever or interesting with the thing they They called it the year one without talking about why the year one is the year one. Even for Bible spoofs, it's just, like, the two things. It's literally Cain and Abel and... Abraham and Isaac, right? That's the only like really specific that's what I'm hard that's Bible like, things. It's aimless. That's what I'm saying is like they either they they got one one toe in two different pools, it feels like. And that sucks. And and the toe they put in is like a fucking like mutant quarter toe thing where like you're just not even putting your toe into it. They just like don't even do anything with either of the toes they Oh, you know what's like a sort of a better example? You know or you know what I want to put in the list is actually the I remember speaking of like uh 
mid-aughts like comedies that uh you got like an underdog sort of liking for the will ferrell land of the lost i remember liking like when i was like in high school whoa you're the only person who liked that movie dude (laughs) i mean i don't remember anything about it uh that's uh, danny mcbride right and yeah Man, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> not making no, you're me feel fine. sorry. <laughs> I'm just surprised that that's a. You guys have both picked out like two really specific like kind of bombs that uh, you both are stand standing for, as Eminem might say. The 10's fine. It's just a cult <laughs> movie. You could argue that this movie is a cult movie. Then I don't no, know. No, this movie is not a cult movie. Yeah, it's the, not. I, I the agree. Ten is a cult classic, in my opinion. The guy uh, who played the priest. It's like you, you you wonder about like it's like the whole point of this role is that he's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> he gets cast to do that kind of thing a lot in a lot of really bad movies. Yeah, I feel but like he's a um, really great actor. It's what really sucks about it. Rebel Wilson, that's like her whole like yeah. shtick too. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, mm, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't it doesn't, doesn't work you- for me. When you Google Oliver Platt, year one is the sixth movie that comes up for him being in. <laughs> He's in a shit ton of stuff, though. As a movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie's bad. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything? I don't know. What, what else do we got? I like the part where Jack Black was singing along to the background music. Um... That was funny. I think just because it kind of like pointed out like it was like really like schlocky, like bad background music. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah. Bill Hader's in this for a hot Oh, second. Bill Hader Dude, does speaking of haters, in this movie. fucking Marty. Jesus Christ. What am I hating? <laughs> what? You just, you just did a big sigh at me. <laughs> you, you said you liked the part where Jack Black sings in this movie. Like, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm not sharing any more think... opinions. Jack no! Black is a wholesome I'll man, off, and I'll it's okay off. to be a fan of his, even if his movies have been poopy. I think I think that's my thing. I actually don't... I, I get why people find him funny. I just have never really... Chuck, I, I don't I mean, I've never really liked any movie he's ever really been in, to be honest with you. I just think it's it's you just like not my School kind of, of humor. rock. I've actually never seen School of Rock, even though I claimed. That oh, my God. The the f- f- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tropic Thunder. What an asshole. He is good in Tropic Thunder. I'll give you that. I do think he's great, but he's he's making fun of himself in Tropic Thunder and it works really well. You don't like Ice Age. He's in Ice no. Age. You don't he like voices. Be Kind Rewind. He's literally I do like Be Kind Rewind. I'm just. You don't like Saving Silverman? Nope. I like High Fidelity. He's in that. He's in Waterworld. Holy shit, that's funny. He's I mean, in, he was in tons um, of stuff, like Attack from Mars or whatever. Yeah, Mars Attacks. Yeah. Oh and yeah. He's so far down Ooh. on this list. Mars Attacks, a future episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Maybe. I've I've always been terrified of that movie. I mean, uh, <laughs> Mars Attacks uh, is anyone who's you're stupid for liking that. <laughs> You're the only one who likes that. God, he is not in a lot of good movies, is he? Remember when Bernie came out when we were in film school? Yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. Big movie. Wait, what? 2011? Yeah, Bernie came out. No, not that Bernie. <laughs> the Bernie, Bernie the movie. Did you hear about this guy that just came uh, out? 
I hate, you know, I hate fans of that movie. They're always so mean online, following me around, tweeting at me, those damn Bernie bros. <laughs> yeah, they're toxic. <laughs> I can't believe the fans of the movie Bernie were so mean to Elizabeth Warren. It's like, we get it. It has an 88% of All Rotten All these tomatoes. fucking Linklater tweeting uh, snake emojis. Yeah, We get it. It was a low-budget film that... You got ten point one million in the box office. Yeah, we Who get it. It was based cares, on an original, a true story. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So what if yeah. it's a nominated, it, Oscar nominated film? Who cares? It's part nominated for narrative, it. part documentary. We, we get it. Elizabeth get it. best adapted screenplay because he got nominated for a Golden Globe that year. I'm pretty sure for actor. And um, a lot of people thought he might get an Oscar nom for it, but let me look up. Let me look up the noms. If you just Google Jack Black, it should come up somewhere. Best feature. That was Gotham Awards. Never mind. You know what's weird is they made like, there's like sort of like a spiritual sequel and it's like, it's Jack Black. I don't remember if it's the same director, but it's about like this like Polka King guy who was like kind of like a grifter yeah. or whatever. And it's, it's like literally it's like Polka King. Yeah. And it's like also based on like a true story. And it's like, man, they really just tried to fucking like, I don't know. It's just weird that it was like, a different story technically, but like everything else was the same. Yeah. He just, he found a niche. Oh, I can play grifter man. (laughs) Did you finish your rating? Oh, I started it as a joke, but I'll finish it right now as a movie. Two out of 10, uh, just, you know, it, it wasn't like I'm pissed. I'm mad, but like, I'm not happy. Uh, and as a spoof, uh, We'll say ooh, three point eight out of uh, out of ten because it's like definitely like spoofing some things, but at like sort of a macro level, it's like all over the fucking board of like it's like pick a lane or or like my favorite movie. Um, what's the Will Ferrell movie? I said again, Land of the Lost. <laughs> Land of the Land Lost. Of the Lost. Oh, the reason I brought it up is because like at least it's like pulling from like every. You know what I mean? It's like okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna do dinosaurs and aliens and you know all this shit. Where it's like if you're gonna be all over the board then fucking lean into it i guess right. is what i'm saying right the end i concur i would give it a low rating as a movie what what, what that what? low rating is that's up that's up to the viewer to decide, the what? listener to decide. i'm so i hate is, ambiguity i'm tired of putting new. numbers to my thoughts no i'm this a left brain boy all right like a three out of ten i guess oh, thank oh. you <laughs> Uh, it's fresh. I think it's like just frustration from teen me because this came out in the year of our society, 2009. <laughs> the peak, and this was not this is not a peak movie. No, this, it does not represent 2009 the way it, 2009 should be represented, but it has the cast that I think it could have been a good representation of 2009, and I wish they would have spent their time doing something else. Uh, as a spoof. I don't know. It makes some jokes about the Bible. I do that like every other day, dude. <laughs> uh, it's nothing special, okay? Get over yourself. Whoa. Four out of ten as a spoof. Oh, boy. I can't let it drop much lower than that. I respect these actors too much. <laughs> as a spoof. <clears throat> One out of ten. I don't think they really went beyond wouldn't living in old times be dumb? And I think... 
I just don't think it's so much of an attempt at being a parody. And so for that, I'd have to give it as low as it, not as low as hungover games. Let's and say, that? uh, and for that, I'm out. <laughs> um, and then my two other thoughts, I actually saw this movie, I think opening weekend in theaters. And I remember thinking it was terrible. Then <laughs> I saw it. I saw it closing weekend. <laughs> I saw it wow. at the budget theater. The same weekend it came out. You mean? No, I saw it. Uh, yes, pretty much. <laughs> saw it at the budget theater. I was like, "Wow, this is at the budget super quick. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> I'm getting a deal here." And it was, was one of those wrong. like it peaked really quickly because it, because it has a lot of big names, so people came out, and then it bad word of mouth and just tanked yeah. fast. I remember not remembering much of it. I think mm-hmm. I was, yeah. The cool thing about the budget theater is that it was next to a Sonic that you rarely get to be by. So that get, that was cool. Get that me was a chili a dog. Cool part of the movie. I didn't get one of those. I got oh. one of the blue weird drinks with yeah. the weird ice. <laughs> That's what you go to Sonic for. Uh, the uh, and the other the, the last other thought I had before I rate it. Uh, in the opening credits, they list Vinnie Jones, and I immediately thought, oh my fucking god, Vinnie Jones can't do anything but do a Cockney accent, so it's just gonna be some fucking Cockney guy as a Roman soldier, and, the, and lo and behold, that was what he did. He was just like, oh, you, you, you mates ain't allowed to be around here. It was so bad. It was so bad. Who the hell is Vinnie Jones? Um, he is, he's like a former rugby player, I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm. but he's like famous for Guy Ritchie's movies. He was in like a bunch of the first ones. So like Snatch, he's in that as like the, uh, yeah, say no man. more to- yeah. Cockney guy and the, yeah. Okay. It all tracks. Yeah, so now. You Dude, get it. Yeah. <laughs> if I say Guy Cock- Ritchie, yeah. if Guy Ritchie directed Cobra Kai, oh mm-hmm. boy, now we're talking Sweep the leg, blimey, <laughs> a lot of edits, <laughs> a lot more edits. Uh, as a movie, one out of ten. I don't have anything else to say about it. It was really lazy and bad. <clears throat> Fair enough. I, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> it was a very lazy movie. It yeah. was frustrating. It felt lazy. like a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, it did. It it did, and it probably was. And I think it's it still bombed, didn't it? I'm just saying it's funny to say I don't have anything else to say about it after we've been talking about it for fucking like <laughs> 40 minutes. Yeah. I guess I don't have anything else to say about it. And th- it- <laughs> Am I wrong? Scott, I do have a question though. Yes? Do you have a novelty song for us this week? Yes. I do. Well, I, I geez, it's, I have that and, and so much more. Since this movie, the year one, uh, uh, is sort of talking about the origins of of things, uh, today I'm going to be talking about the origins of novelty songs. Novelty songs originate from the Tin Pan Alley era of songwriting around the turn of the century and up to the 1920s. A vestige of the vaudeville era, songs written during this era sometimes feature a sort of gimmick or effect. Katie features a stuttering dialogue to the rhythm of the song. And so, uh, boys, let's get a little uh, taster-rooney of Katie. Kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a
I Want to Be Loved by You, written for the musical Good Boy, features a silly voice and, you know, the boo boop be doop uh, It, it uh, popularized uh, the character Betty Boop. Uh, and, uh, hey, guess what? Novelty songs <laughs> even came in the form of piano rolls. At the turn of the century, Zez Confrey popularized tunes for the player piano featuring uh, gimmicks within the notation. Compositions such as Dizzy Fingers and Kitten on the Keys were very popular. So we're talking here, these are like the, you know, in like old West movies, you see the piano uh, that like plays itself and it's got the big like Morse code roll in it. Well, here's a composition written for that Kitten on the Keys. Uh, and so, you know, it features like this sort of like weird meandering, uh, melody that like, you know, sort of like barely fits within the chord structure meant to evoke, huh? Somehow I just pasted just <laughs> the word. Just the, the <laughs> I can't click on this link. So yeah. I, I just posted the name or... of the title of it. Hold up. I'm clicking on it. It's not doing anything. No, 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 yeah, I got I can, it, I got I it, I got it. Actually. Oh my god, no, here's the link, Jesus Christ. Well, okay, I can click. Anyway, it's supposed one. to sound like there's a kitten on the keyboard. Here's Kitten on the Keys, a piano roll composed by Zez Confrey. get how it sounds like a kitten is on the keys here yeah i'm waiting i'm waiting for it i'm waiting for the meows and i'm not hearing it well i'm not expecting meows i'm just expecting like notes that aren't yeah uh that aren't chords <laughs> listen yeah. no people didn't they jazz was, was like oh. barely no, a thing at this, this is, time like okay. this is early times like, people were dumb <laughs> this is like, 19 1921 and yeah it's uh i don't know it, I I, to me i can hear like a little bit of like dissonance in the melody i hear it too it's 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 just funny that that was like a goof it was mm-hmm. like Wait a minute. Yeah, people were like That's doubling over part of the with laughter. Like, What's wrong with my piano? Screaming piano, with laughter. Is it out of tune? What's happening? <laughs> is there a kitten in here? Is there a kitten? Oh, son of a bitch. No, it's just a piano. One of those prank piano rolls again. <laughs> Kill yeah. them. Kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> Three days worth of my wages well spent. <laughs> Oh, anyway, all right, so there's the end of my little uh, uh, spiel, but you know what? No novelty song segment would be complete without a quiz, would it not, fellows? Oh, no, I knew there was going to be a quiz. We got a short quiz. This is a a little baby one. Just three questions, multiple choice, no ranker list, rest easy. Damn it, damn it. Question one, buzz in, fellas. Who invented the phonograph? Was it A, Nikola Tesla, B, Thomas Edison, or C, Larry Phonograph? It's definitely Thomas Edison because it was on the uh, still for the kitten on the keys <laughs> YouTube link. Oh, really? <laughs> ah, so you were paying attention. Uh-huh. I, my test uh, worked. It was Thomas Edison. Just to piggyback Edison. off of what Marty guessed, I also <laughs> am guessing Edison. Okay. I'm going to piggyback off of what Kelly guessed. Yeah. I'm guessing Larry Phonograph. All right. 
Well, okay, point to Kelly. Uh, Edison's <laughs> phonograph used tin cylinders that could not be replayed. Tin cylinders. They couldn't, you could, one, one and done, fellas. Alexander, really? Alexander, Alexander, Alexander Graham Bell created cylinders that worked a little bit better. What were they made of? Was it A, rubber, B, clay, or C, wax? Rubber? I guess rubber. No, I wanted to guess rubber. Kelly rings in with rubber. <laughs> I heard his voice yeah, first. Up. Marty, you can no. you can also double down on rubber or you can make your choose your own guess. I'm gonna go clay. Okay, you both are dumb. It was wax. <laughs> oh, damn it. Wait, I should have known because that's what oh god damn it. That's like oh, that's such a like because everybody always refers to records as like oh, they used to like old records are called like wax discs. Uh, the like main that. competition yeah. of Edison's phonograph was the gramophone, which was played. It played single sided discs rather than cylinders. Eventually, the gramophone would outsell the phonograph, and the discs uh, would be the music's new new home, new format. Later, a company called Victor created uh, a gramophone that could automatically change discs. What was its name? Victor's A, Disc Changeomatic, B, Victor's Automatic Orthophonic, or C, Victor's Mechanical Polyphonic. I'll go C. Yeah, that's what I wanted to go. I'm going to go B. <laughs> uh, Marty, you have reluctantly chose the right answer. <laughs> uh, so it's a tie. Great job, guys. Hooray! All right, good job, us. Yay. We all learned something. Hey, I'm sure this Marty information brought. will reside in your head forever and ever. All right. Uh, well, and that's going to do right, it good for episode. us. <laughs> that was really fun. Thanks for listening. Just kidding, Marty. Oh, you guys, come Marty's on. Marty's got a novelty product for us. We're just joking. <laughs> This oh week's novelty Marty's product. Up a sex doll. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Where did you get that? <laughs> Shut up. Dude, Marty, you your freak. bachelor party was a long time ago. You got to put that Marty, thing away. Marty, what the hell, dude? This is not appropriate. There's so much tape like on a, it. If you'd like a censored version of our podcast, you can find one at thisamericanlife.com. This week's novelty <laughs> product is a plastic lawn flamingo. Yes, that's right. It's not a sex doll. It's a lawn flamingo. One of the most long flamingo. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, most most neighborhood associations don't keep asking you to take your lawn flamingo down. (laughs) I hate this bit. (laughs) Lawn flamingo, one of the most famous lawn ornaments, along with the traditional garden gnome. The pink flamingo was designed in 1857 by Don Featherstone, with the first flamingo's name being Diego. It eventually won him the IG Nobel Prize for Art in 1996, which is a satirical prize. (laughs) The flamingo grew to become a stereotype of long kitsch and is an icon for novelty products. So this week, gentlemen, I have a little quiz, not on sex dolls, like your dirty minds keep saying, (laughs) but on (laughs) flamingos. A little quiz about flamingo. I just dropped that. So question number one, this is a five-question quiz. No ranker lists, nothing crazy. 
In 2009, what Wisconsin city designated the plastic flamingo as their city's official bird? Wisconsin Dells. Wait, it's a Wisconsin city? Yes. I'm going to say Baraboo. You're both a little too far north. It was Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, Mm, that's weird. Yeah, it was like a joke that one of the city council members did, and then the city just loved this idea, and they just designated it as the city's official bird. Yeah, why not? Uh, Number two, there are six distinct flamingo species, but only one is native to North America. Which flamingo is it? I will give you options. Oh, thanks. Is Is it A, the greater flamingo, B, the pink flamingo, or C, the American flamingo. <laughs> you know what? B. I'm going to say, uh, I wanted to say B too, but I'll, for fun, I'm going to say C. It is C, the American flamingo. <laughs> <Okay>. It <laughs> seemed too obvious, but fair enough. Whatever. <clears throat> I've Question. been to Disney World and there are pink flamingos there, idiots. So pretty sure they're native to America. That's what I, we'll get to. We'll go, that's, we're jumping ahead to, I'm going to, Further question, Kelly. Question number three. Which ancient civilization considered the flamingo tongue a delicacy? Is it ancient? I thought. I I think it's a delicacy. My house. Is my house a civilization? (laughs) Can I ask the audience? You can. You can ask the audience. (laughs) I'm going to say the... the... Can I take Kelly's guess and guess two? Mm-hmm. I'll guess. I'll guess for Kelly. I'm gonna guess the Incans, and then uh-huh. for me, I'll guess the Aztecs. And if it's Both the Mayans, incorrect. I'm gonna be fucking pissed. The e- Egyptians, Romans, the Romans ate flamingo tongue. Question four: Flamingos are not naturally pink. It comes from algae and crustaceans that they eat. Shrimp. And in. <laughs> Give them the point. Give them the point. In the zoos, they Everybody will turn knows white if one. their diet is not supplemented with what seafood? Kelly Shrimp. gets it. It's live. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows this one. Really? I didn't know that before. Yeah. It up. Haven't you heard Kiro Kiro Bonito's dope-ass song, Flamingo? <laughs> no. How many shrimp do you have to eat? Wait. To get that yeah, pinkness on your okay. meat? Okay. It'll okay. cover it as a novelty song some other Later. time. Later. In the future. Song. It's a banger. Final question. I believe we're tied one-to-one. Which killer musician's debut solo album was titled Flamingo? And I will give hints if you guys oh, want. Oh, Brandon them. Flowers. Yeah, Kelly gets it. <laughs> Why is that one so funny? Because uh, my hints were really funny. <laughs> Your hint? Oh, you just wanted us to not know what it was. You gave it away with the question by saying which killer musician. I know. That was part of the hints. Yeah, that was definitely. Oh, like, that was the hint? Yeah, I Brandon Flowers is the lead singer of the Killers. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you knew that or not. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It didn't come quickly to my brain. Like, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a very subtle hint. Is what I'm no. saying. My last hint for it that was uh, somebody told me that he is no Mister Brightside. <laughs> <laughs> that was your third hint. <laughs> Third hint, yes. What's the second hint? I want to hear these hints. He may refer to himself as the man. 
is this guy human or is he dancer? Yeah. Was your fourth hint? It's Brandon Flowers from The Killers. <laughs> my, my first hint, when he was young, he was a member of the LDS faith, which I thought also would have gone away. So did you write I three hints killers. for each of these questions? No, I just have, for this one. I could have written like 10 hints for that for that question. That's, you know, Kelly, Big you're Killers fan. 2009, this, great year for the killers. This singer wants to come with you and feel your bones on his bones. <laughs> what other songs do the killers have? Is he a spaceman? Yeah. Is is this is this singer a spaceman? <laughs> He's from Vegas. That's a hint. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think the whole band is, aren't they? Yeah. They're the one band that made it out of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually bands go to Vegas, but this yeah, band left do. Vegas? Lady Gaga has been there for a while. <laughs> it's true. Celine Dion, she's still there. Celine, come back. All right, Scott's quiet. I think he left. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Goodbye. Woo!